So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest is on the phone. He called in. I met him one time. At, at a, it was one of our screenings at uh, the movie, uh, Think Like a Man. Very first movie we did. Um, he's an incredible uh, TV and film director, producer, and writer. He has directed television shows. Check this out. Slow down now. When you see, a lot of people say they direct stuff. Okay. This guy, <laughs> resume is crazy. Empire, Power, How to Get Away with Murder. The Flash, which I love. Blind Spot, which I love. Criminal Minds, which I love. Being Mary Jane, which I love. Arrow, which I love. Castle, Grey's Anatomy, The Vampire Diaries, Bones, The Originals, which I love. Currently directing CW's All-American. He has produced movies, like I said earlier, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, Stump the Yard. That's when I first discovered him way back when. Three can play that game. He's currently director and EP, director of the CW's. That means when you're EP and you're director, that means you're getting two, two checks, two check, you're a two check man, inspired, inspired by the life of NFL player Spencer Passenger. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Rob Hardy. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Rob, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I appreciate. First of all, thank you for coming on my show. And uh, like I told everybody oh, on the air, uh, you know, I met you one time at our first screening uh, when we did uh, Think Like a Man, which went on to a huge success. But you, you you're yeah. interesting. I'm glad I got you on the on the on the uh, phone and right now on my show. And I want you to be a regular in my life because you're one of those talents that flies under the radar, but just as busy as heck. Am I saying that wrong, or are you all, or everybody know about you, and I'm just the last one to find out about you? <laughs> and now, I, you know, I don't know if, if everybody knows, but uh, but you know, I've had a good run so far, so so I can't complain. I can't complain. Well, it's, it's really different because of social media and the way the digital world works nowadays is that you are a star. This, it used to be the day where, you know, the talent was the star. Now executive producers are stars, writers are stars, and directors are stars because people can follow you. How has that, how has that changed? Because you've seen the change from Stuff the Yard to now. How has that changed the way you present yourself or all uh, you communicate with your fans? Yeah, you know, I think social media has played like a really big, you know, part in in how a lot of directors and, and producers are perceived. I think that when uh, when I was coming up, if you were Spike Lee or Robert Townsend or John Singleton or somebody like that, we knew you because you were kind of like a, a celebrity, right? And you did commercials and people saw your face, but 
you didn't really see that in the TV world. You didn't know who directed your favorite episode of whatever show it was, you right. know, Good Times or Martin or right. some show. But now, because of social media, you get a chance to follow people. You get to see behind the scenes. You get to see the, you know, directors, producers, um, you know, posing with the cast. Right. And it's, it's just a much different thing now because I think now um, it's all about it's all about the fact that we are, um, you know, more accessible than we used to be back in the day. So and that's that's really important because that's why I was excited that you can't you, you you're on my show because my show is about entrepreneurship, entertainment, and my show is about the business side and also in, in, in discovering unique talents like you that are just just have a dominant voice because I look at your I look at your resume and it's, you're not an urban director. You know, you you you're crossing over. How's that? Nothing negative. I'm just trying to help people understand how you're able to do that. What in your resume is allowing you to do? You know, go from Vampire Diaries to The Flash to Mary being Mary Jane. So how 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 are you accomplishing that task? Well, you know, when, when I first started out, me and uh, Will Packer were business partners, and we had our company, uh, Rainforest Films. And mm-hmm. so all the movies that we did were kind of, you know, in the urban space. So Absolutely. it was basically, you know, movies, the movie starring us. And when I got into TV, I apprenticed uh, on ER, this hospital show that was going on. And, and when I was doing that and I shadowed on that show, that was the first television show that I did. And so when that happened, it opened the door for other shows like that. And so for all main on big networks um, that might only have one or two, you know, people of color in the cast. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of doing that for a while. And it was funny because I think the first, you know, show I did that actually had a, a predominantly black cast was The Game. And when I first <laughs> did that, my some of my friends were like, oh, so you do TV now? And I was like, no, no, I've been doing TV for like five years. <laughs> it's just that, you know, it was in different shows. It was Criminal Minds or, you know, another show like that. So I think because I kind of started in TV there, it mm-hmm. opened me up to do a whole lot of different things. You know, I'm, I'm going to get on you about this. You know, you, you say ER, you know, a little hospital show. What, what, just one of the biggest hospital shows drama shows in the history of, of television uh, created. Well, John Wells created that show, correct? He did. He did. John Wells is huge. He did everything from Shameless to Southland to Smith, West Wing, you know, uh, Third Watch. That's all John Wells. <laughs> Nothing like being connected, Mr. Hardy. Okay? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. I'm just, hey. I'm just trying to stay connected with you, my man. You know how I go. Well, you know that, that but, but you know that's that's important because when people, I, I jokingly say that, but you know that's how it is. Relationships in this business, what yes. people think of you, and I, and you know when you're doing one job, you know you're actually looking for your next job. You know it sounds crazy, even though you have loyalty here, you have to realize that a plug can be pulled. You know you have to realize that multiple streams of income is important to your life, and that you have to make these decisions. So. When you're sitting around looking at these shows like, like The Flash, and I look at, which is totally different from Power, tell us how you, yeah. how do you, how do you do that? How do you The Flash, Power? How do you, how do you as a director? How do you sit down and then conceptualize how to move forward with the the way you direct those shows? Those two different shows. 
You know, when you look at uh, the Flash and, you know, uh, Power, they're actually both two superhero shows. Like, the Flash is, you know, a guy that's looking for the people that killed his parents or killed his mom, imprisoned his dad, and he gets these powers. So he puts on a costume and goes out to fight crime to solve the mystery. Power is a drug dealer who's trying to go legit. So he wears the mask of a legit guy while he's a drug dealer by night so he can change his stars. So he's trying to be a superhero for his family, trying to change it up, and he's fighting the bad guys for him, which are the people stopping him from doing what he has to do. And they all have, you know, themes that we can relate to of wanting to belong, wanting to be better, wanting to look out for your family. And I think that, you know, as a storyteller, whenever you can, you know, make things relatable to all of us, you know, uh, whether you like superheroes or not, then you win as a, as a filmmaker because you make people care about the story. That is amazing. <laughs> I, 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 it's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. Like one of my favorite series on Netflix is called Narcos. It's Narcos. And that show is yeah, really about parenting. You know, you have a guy, yeah. I don't care how horrible he is, He's still trying to do good for his family. But unfortunately, he does so many bad things to other people to satisfy his personal gains. And when you look at it, when you, when, you, when you carve it down to that, like you said, a superhero trying to do good in this situation, drug dealer, in other situation, he has powers that are that are outrageously fast. And so those things are, are really how you say, you really just go to the core of something that's, 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 that parallels both of them and that's how you're able to make the transition. That's wow. That's how. Yeah. That's how. You know what, though? It's funny because that's I think a lot of times on the surface, we can say, man, we different because, you know, you grew up here, I grew up there, et cetera, et cetera. But underneath it all, everybody kind of wants the same thing, right? It's to kind of like, you know, right. be secure, like matter, get love, get respect, be a part of something. And so I think that all those things are like... Those hold that thought, hold that thought, that Rob. I'll be right back. Hold that thought right back. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm on... Uh, he's on the phone. He's uh, incredible. I'm going to use the word incredible. You know, he, I'm a fan. He's currently the EP and director of the CW's All-American series. Uh, that's, um, that's, uh, that's, that's winning. He directed such TV shows as Empire, Power, How to Get Away with Murder, The Flash, The Blind Spot, Criminal Minds, Being Mary Jane, Arrow, Castle... Grey's Anatomy, The Vampire Diaries, produced movies like Think Like a Man 2. I know something about that. I was executive producer on that movie. Think Like a Man. I know I was executive producer on that movie. But Stump the Yard is when... Here's a funny story about that, Rob, about Stump the Yard. Is that I remember when that movie came out. Were you were, were, were you still in college when you was... Or you graduated from college when you got involved with that movie? No, we had, just, we had graduated. So basically, when we were... We went to... Me and Will went to FAMU, the Florida Anatomy University. Shout out. And uh, when we were down Hey, man, go, go ahead and go get that Alpha stuff out, that old Alpha stuff out, you know, that A5A <laughs> stuff. So you fam me on it. Get the A5A out. <laughs> oh, you already know. You already know. We, 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 we got the Alpha stuff fraternity all day. So, you know, we were we came from that experience and when we were at FAM, we shot a movie down there called Chocolate City and it was about college life. And then, you know, almost ten years uh, after that, we got the chance to do Stomp the Yard. So we shot that in Atlanta. 
Um, and it was, we shot it at Morris Brown, Clark, and Morehouse. And for us to be able to kind of go back to the college world after that and deal with fraternities and step dancing and all of that, it was, it was a really big deal for us. And it wound up being our first number one film that we did at Screen Gym. So that, that turned us from, you know, the indie filmmakers to guys that could make money in Hollywood. So that was a big deal. Here's the funny part about it. At the time, I was um, I, I, I started the Steve Harvey Radio Network, or Steve Harvey Morning Show in New York City. And, um, and so I had the ability to be able to talk to, at the time, I think it was in 40 markets at the time. And I knew Stump the Yard was coming out. And in my mind, I don't even know you. In my mind, I liked the movie. I, I liked the concept and everything. My goal was to, was to promote this movie to make it number one. Because I felt that we needed to start, start, start uh, leveraging these young African-American movies so they can be profitable. I remember Gospel came out, and I did the same thing with that. And then Stump the Yard came out, I did the same thing with that. So, so in, some, in, in, in a way... You know, I didn't even have a relationship with you, and then years move forward, then you are the one of the reasons that we had a successful movie like Think Like a Man. So it is about placing those nuggets and dropping those little moments of, uh, of, of relationships, and I did it on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, pushing the movie that I only knew that I enjoyed the concept, I enjoyed the storyline, didn't know who you two guys were from FAMU, but today one of the, one of the incredible uh, directors in our business, one of the incredible producers in our business, and Will Packer, one of the incredible producers in, in the film business, and one of the key players in the Kevin Hart film game. But also the thing about you that's interesting is that you are doing a one-man play. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. So basically there, there's a, there's a one-man one stage show that I have called uh, Amazing Stories, and right. it's kind of like you know, uh, a, a while back, Mike Tyson had his version where he traveled around and he told his story. Right. So what Amazing Stories is, is kind of like, you know, an inspirational Les Brown style, you know, uh, <laughs> look into into how you make it in the business, right. how you make it to your dream. For me, it was film and entertainment. For somebody else, it could be landscaping or design or you know, computer services. But all the trials and tribulations that we go through as people um, are part of our story. And I think a lot of times people only see the success. They only see the Instagram posts. Or they only see, you know, um, you know uh, something on, on Twitter. But what they don't see are all the setbacks that you had along the way that really help build those, those, those bricks to help you step up to where you need to go. So Amazing Stories is all about that. It's, it's how, to, how the two kids from FAMU with no experience and no hookups go on to have successful careers in TV and movies and still be there now. And, like, what does that mean and how does that look to have a family, try to have money in your pocket, to try to have balance, to try to deal with, you know, kicking down doors and holding them open for other people that look like you. So that's that, that's a real passion project for me. Now, is it, is, is, is it on tour now, or is it just on hold? Is something you about to you about to launch? So what we did was um, we we went on tour with it, and so we went and we started in Atlanta. We did New Orleans for Essence Music Festival. We right. also did New York 
um, for the American Black Film Festival. Right. But what we did was we, we paused it temporarily because we um, have started, which will kick off next year, the Amazing Stories Foundation. So what that means is that when people go and support Amazing Stories, when we take it back on the road, mm-hmm. it's going to support our foundation. And the Amazing Stories Foundation is a, is a, uh, is a nonprofit that my wife and I set up in Atlanta mm-hmm. that basically trains and gives people of color and women jobs in, in the film business. But we're not talking about coming to work as a director or a writer or a producer. No. We're saying that there's 100-plus there's positions behind the scenes of people that do everything from hair, makeup, wardrobe, grip, electric, catering, whatever. And what we want to do is train our folks so that way we can get them jobs. So that way you can get a pension, you can get your health insurance, you can get your teeth fixed, your wife can take some time off from work. And because <laughs> Georgia is one of the top producers of film and TV content, we feel like, you know, in a place like Atlanta, that it should kind of help our people too. Right. So we just want to make sure that we create a pipeline to, to, to get our folks to work and put some money in their pocket. Now, first of all, when it goes back out, Rob, I'm in. Rashawn's in. So if, I love it. Okay, I love it. You, uh, just, okay. It's just if it's helping you promote it, I'm in. Okay, I'm in. And uh, I, because I appreciate uh, that. first of all, uh, you, you, you're a blessing to me that just to hear your your tone, your consistency. Now, when you say we, who is we in the in the in the process of, of of putting this back on the road, so I can get a sense of of how I can help you uh, take it to the next level. Sure, sure. So, so the person that is running the foundation for me is Nina Packer, along with Trisha Harris. And Trisha used to do a lot of work with. Uh, 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 with Coretta Scott King, Dr. Bernice King, and also Ambassador Andrew Young. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that are kind of help, helping to push, um, you know, that, uh, uh, that whole initiative. So, you know, as that's on its feet, then we will, be, we will begin to relaunch the Amazing Stories uh, program and put it out there. We're also working with a company called the L Brand, Sharonda Britton, um, you know, and Latifa Muhammad, who come from the, the Walmart world, um, as far as putting that back out there uh, to really help relaunch the brand and expand it mm-hmm. so that way we can go city to city and talk to people about how to not just make it entertainment, but how to live their best lives. Awesome. Uh, I brought you on the show because you have a hot new show on CW. I want, I got a couple of minutes left. Can you tell us about the TV show um, and uh, just break it down and uh, the day it comes on and uh, so we can start watching it on a regular basis? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Got a new show on the CW network. Um, it's called All American. It's, it's inspired by a true story of a guy named Spencer Paysinger, who's from South Central Los Angeles and eventually went on to win a Super Bowl ring with the Giants when they beat the Patriots. Our story is about a young kid from uh, South Crenshaw High um, in high school. He gets recruited um, to go play uh, football at Beverly Hills High. When he gets there, the kids um, don't really accept him. When he goes back home, the kids back home don't really accept him because he left. So it's like, what do you do when you have an opportunity to better yourself? And it's not all that you think it's going to be when you get there and your people back home don't really support you. He gets recruited by Tay Diggs who basically is the coach of the Beverly Hills football team, who in our story is a guy from Crenshaw, his same high school, who mm-hmm. went on to the NFL mm-hmm. and married a woman, and his son is the 
quarterback of the of the of the of the Beverly team, and they all feel threatened by the fact that the new kid is here. So it's it's a show that deals with everything from, you know, trying to make it as an athlete to all of our social issues of trying to fit in. And what we discover is is that all things in Beverly Hills aren't sweet and sugary, and all things in Crenshaw or South Central aren't just mean, nasty, and about gangs. There's balance in both worlds. There's love in both worlds. There's danger in both worlds. But our show looks at everything from classism, colorism, police discrimination, you know, the sports world, and just trying to make it. So it's 9 p.m. Eastern on the CW, 9 p.m. Eastern on the CW every Wednesday. It's called All-American, and the um, it, it, it's a new series. And on the CW uh, website, they have the, uh, the, the previous episodes. My man, I'm going to get a banner. I'm going to post that. Rob, I'm going to get your number. I, I like you, man. I like you a lot. I'm a fan. Could do lunch or dinner, you know, hook up. Uh, I want to promote anything that you're associated with from, from now on. I, I really am impressed with you as a person. I really thank you for coming on my show, man. And just keep winning, my friend. Just keep winning. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you having me. And listen, I just want to give you a shout-out for inspiring so many people. I see you. I see your energy. So I'm looking forward to uh, for us to do some major things together. Awesome. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.